Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you about the fine folks from World Championship Blacksmiths. As a heads up, they have the Winter Classic Team Challenge at Spy Coast Farms next on the docket. There's nothing like being on a team of four and laying down your work amongst them so that at the end of the day, they can pick it apart with constructive criticism so you can get better. The sole focus is so you can become better and putting yourself in that environment will push you to an area that you didn't even know you had within yourself. The WCB is about holding on to tried and true methods of trimming, shoemaking, and most of all, fit. The goal is always to have the horse better off in the end. The failure to become efficient and skilled to whatever comes to their way that they can tackle. They're doing more than just putting on horseshoeing competitions. They're creating a community amongst us of the greatest hardworking folks that'll step up and help you along the way. The WCB is putting on the greatest horseshoeing contests in the world, and we personally believe here at Forging Brains Podcast that it's important to test yourself and try to become better every day. So it's awesome to have the World Championship Blacksmiths sponsor the show. Help support them by going to their website, www.worldchampionshipblacksmiths.com, and buy some merch to show your support, and use code BRAINS for 10% off your order. It's not including contest or membership fees. We look forward to seeing you down the road, and thanks for sponsoring the show. Let's get into it. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Forging Brains Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Kirkpatrick. I've got my co-host with me, Gavin Cooper. Today we are at the Welsh, at Welshod for the WCB Winter Clinic. Kind of a cool deal because everybody's gathered up here in one place, so it's a great opportunity to grab some people and get some interviews done in person, which they're always kind of better that way. And today we got a pretty special guest, some might say. He is our president of the American Ferries Association, Hank Chisholm. Thanks for joining us, Hank. Uh, Thanks for having me. Oh, no, it's great, man. Glad to be here. We've uh, been friends with you for quite a while now, and so it's pretty cool to get to talk to you and hear your whole story. Absolutely. I'm interested to find it out. Uh, Start off, first of all, right, right now you have the responsibility of being the American Ferries president. Was this, has that always been a goal for you? No. Really? No, never. Um, I just like shoeing horses. All right. And uh, have always believed in associations. Yeah. Whether it be the American Fairs Association or the WCB, I think that they're both well needed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Should work together as best as possible. Um, never a goal, just got in at a chapter level. Okay. Uh, to learn, to teach, to do all the things, and then you find out when you start teaching, you start learning even more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so it just kind of turned into this, and I'm one of those people that seem to get voluntold a lot. <laughs> yeah. So here we are. So did you, when you started shoeing horses, was AFA big for you? Not for about six or eight years okay didn't even know it existed when when did you start shooting horses 85 1985 20 okay 20 how did you find out about shooting horses so i used to rope a lot okay like three quarters of the horseshoers out there i was like so i was a team roper yeah (laughs) true story and at the time i was a welder before i started shooting horses yeah so as a working person, you didn't want to waste a lot of money. 
you know, be honest with you, you needed entry fee money and beer money. Yeah. So with that said, I would get the horseshoers that I knew about that was local thinking everybody's the same. And it doesn't seem to work like that. So, you know, why pay this guy 35 bucks when I can pay this guy 18 bucks kind of deal. Oh yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. So I said, well, I'll fix this. I'll go learn how to shoot my own horses. So I went to Oklahoma Horseshoe School. Yeah. And, and, uh, and did you hear from Oklahoma Horseman School the same way all the other guys did in the back of like the, the Super Looper magazine? Yes. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> yes. And uh, so I went for an amazing two weeks. Oh, boy. Yeah. Great. Set uh, the world on fire after that point. You huh? bet. <laughs> so I got out and I worked by myself for probably a year. And I tore up more than 10 good guys could fix. And. Did you, years. in that period of like the year, did you know you were tearing up feet or you just no, thought you were doing all no, right? No, because I'm 20 and I got a attitude and... Yeah. Yep. Know everything. Yeah. And I ran into the guy at a store one morning who I'd met before and uh, he simply asked me, he said, aren't you such and such that trims those horses over at this place? And I said, yeah. Or, yes, sir, actually. And he said, you want some help? Here we go with attitude and 20. Think I need some? <laughs> and his answer was only if you want to shoe horses. So we talked a bit more and I said, what do I need to do? And he said, be at my house at 7 a.m. on Monday. And I was a full-time apprentice for him for five years. Really? What's his name? Uh, David Mikoff, call him Dizzy. Dizzy? Uh, he's an older gentleman, not real healthy. Actually, Carl Vi hosted a clinic for him about a year ago for some medical okay. benefits and I went up there. It's the first time I'd seen him since then. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Anyway, it was eye-opening because uh, back in those days there were no cell phones. There were no, this is pre-pager for me. Yep. You know, you'd call from home say, hey, I'm coming tomorrow and you got horses tied to the fence. Well, if you broke down or something, you just screwed. Yeah. Unless you broke down in front of a payphone. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> You're walking. <laughs> anyway, um, then I ran into a guy through the other man that I started with who happened to live close to us. And uh, he was the one that introduced me to the AFA okay. in a chapter format. Okay. So back then, the Southern Failures, I found out after the fact, was probably one of the most influential chapters in the AFA. Good. At that time, had probably 150 members. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, the name Scott Colson ring a bell? Mm hmm Okay, Scott used to have a supply house. Okay. Scott M. Colson shop in Jackson or Clinton, Mississippi. So he said, you want to go? And I'm like, sure, I didn't know. And you see all these horseshoers gathered up at one spot, and it was like amazing. I think Bruce Daniels was a clinician. Okay. I didn't know all this stuff existed. Yeah. And I've been involved pretty much ever since. Well, I'm sure, too, like when you were roping, were you already into like going to some roping clinics and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was an easy like, oh, yeah. crap. Like this is yeah. how you get better at things, just practicing yes. the clinics. So it was yes. probably like a big. I mean, back then, yeah. Jake, Jake and Clay, yep. they were a Everywhere. hot item. So when you hear they're coming to a clinic, then you go. Yep. Yeah. End of story. You know. Same as a horseshoe, and you hear Craig's the clinician. You go. Yeah. Yeah, but until you, like you said, tell you probably knew 
So like after that first one you went to, did it, did it change horseshoeing in your mind? Absolutely. Well, it, it more blew my mind than anything. Yeah. Because you're in that, I was in that phase of it's a block of wood yeah. up until that point. And then you see and listen to all these people in one spot and it's like, ooh. Like thinking like so, the foot is a block of wood? Yeah. And just I mean, back in the day, you know? Because you didn't know any better. I didn't know any better. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> then you look at the inside one for the first time and it's like, dear God. What have I been doing? <laughs> so scared to drive oh, the next nail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden the horses are all left a little longer. <laughs> so that that's the reason I'm like a huge advocate of associations. How much longer after you went to that first deal was it before you had like you're certified? Ninety-two. Okay. So not not too much longer after you started, really. Mm -hmm. Like about seven years after that? No, 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 I'm sorry, ninety-four. Okay. 94. Oh. And then the journeyman in ninety-seven. Okay. And and so how do you remember how certification was at that point? I do. It, it had a lot of glitches in it, but it was as fair as people knew how to be at the time. Okay. And what do you think those glitches were at that time? Like, like it, I, I, it'd be interesting to see your take it, on AFA when I, you first like saw it. It was more opinionated. Okay. Um, it's not as, and, and to be honest with you, <laughs> People don't like when I say this, but examiners make up the, their own kind of rules. Yeah, they, they run the show, and yeah. I get that. There is nothing more horrible than to sit in on an examiner's meeting. Oh, I bet. Not because everybody in there, that they are trying to do the absolute best. Yep. And somebody will bring up a new idea, and somebody else will shoot it down with a good reason. Oh. So... I cannot thank the examiners enough to do what they do to come up with this. Especially being volunteers. Yeah. It isn't, it isn't a paid gig. There's nothing, you know, the AFA is all volunteer. Yeah. Except for our staff. Yeah. You know. Um, I will still say to this day that it has been and will be the greatest thing in AFA. You know, I mean, yeah. it's just... It's the, the best starting point. And it changed immensely when pre-cert was brought about. Okay. Um, the, there's not a whole lot I can fault about it. Yeah, because it's just because like, so, so you guys just did a pre-cert demo yes. for everybody just now. Yes. Yep. And that was one of the interesting things I think I heard Mike say was, it used to be that if you wanted to try to get a certified, you just went to a certification and tried it. Yeah. You just took the test yeah. for the first time. That's, <coughs> that's even when I, went through my cert that's how you did it you just blindly yeah. yeah 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 and and it sucks too because when you're first certified and you're kind of broke and it's no kind you're of, real broke and it's it's yeah. not that cheap <laughs> to go take your test and so you're like well man every time i'm taking this i'm dumping 150 dollars or whatever it was well, at that and time. that's not only the 150 dollars for the test but the fuel the hotel rooms the food and then one of the probably the most expensive thing is confidence you go and take that test and you weren't ready Fail. for it whatsoever, yeah. you're not real humped up to go do it again. Right. Now, and just as Craig was talking about this morning, you get there's a point to where you just 
don't know what you don't know. You know, and then the emotions come into play. Yep. You're pissed off to the max when it didn't go like you thought it would because you're making money shoeing horses. Yep. And, and all of this. Yeah. You know, Thinking how bad you can it be. Figure out the more you learn, and it's like, well, I was a dumbass. I shouldn't have got mad. You know? Oh, yeah. I got mad because me in general as a, as a horseshoer, I'm not talking about me personally, yeah. but across the board, people get mad because they're not prepared. Exactly. You yeah. know, and I don't think it's mad at any person. Mm-mm. I think it's more of a... I think it's a situation. I can speak for all three of us, I think, when I say that we have a passion for shoeing horses. Yeah. If we didn't, we wouldn't be standing here. No. Right. Yeah. That's the way I think. You know? No, it's how, and so, they, I think that's hard sometimes for, uh, as a new guy, going and take your certified and remember everybody's there for the betterment of the trade and trying to make everybody better. Not, and it is hard, too, because I'm sure there's bad apples. They're like they're there to show everybody how much they know exactly. and to be the boss. Exactly. And you're going to get that. Like, that's the only reason they volunteered. But for the most part, from, like, my going around, it's like everybody's there to get better so it's easy to get mad at that guy but you do have to kind of sit back and remember like mm-hmm. that guy's trying to make yeah he's not trying to make me a worse horseshoe no okay and just as i said in the demo in there the person that wants a candidate to pass the most are the testers yeah is this a really bad day when you got a guy that's just right there but the points are not there and he you can't you know the book says this and we follow the book to keep the opinions out of it because you're seeing him walk away devastated after you just told exactly. him that it's not a passing exactly. score yeah. which then may turn him into never wanting to come back and take the test again yes. and think like the system's out to get him but really it's just black and white like yeah. these are the yeah. rules so now was it in about last year you guys kind of read maybe it's last year or the year before you guys kind of redid the certification test correct yes Yes. And what was the goal with redoing it? Like, I'm sure when you guys decided we're going to take this on, I'm sure there was a couple like, we need to take care of this, this, and this. Like, I would call it, the best way I can explain it, is a movement towards accepted knowledge of the day to make it, uh, to keep up with the times. Accepting knowledge A, the, no, of the day? Accepted knowledge of the day. Okay. Accepted knowledge of, what, of the day. Of what we understand in, a, in other words, the basics. People ask me, we have this conversation a lot, just in general. Yep. Technology doesn't change the horse. You are absolutely correct. But it changes the way that you can look at a horse through radiographs, fluoroscopy, MRIs. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. it's like, let's say we were shoeing a horse for navicular 20 years ago now you can see inside the foot better and it's like oh shit don't do that get a proper diagnosis yeah yeah so it's helped us in that way and but it's it at the certified point so does that did that mostly just change the written or did that change the practical as well change more the written okay um practical is just like a, a good solid shoe job by the parameters of the book yeah, and that's yeah. I think that right there is almost the hard part, right? It's like I'm I'm not a real religious person, but it could I'm taking it a long way. But it's like the Bible. You could give the Bible to six different people, and you're going to hear six different every and how they read it, yeah. and how they accepted it. So that's like kind of the hard part. Even if you have this written book of rules, 
Because like I've been to things where you got like four guys over there reading the rule, and they've read over it four times. They're like, they well, comprehend no, it different. Yes, every one of them. Yes, but it, the changes happen, all you know, pretty much all the way through. The bigger changes were the test, the written test. When that was put into play, the guidebook had to be changed also, yep. Yep. as far as when it went from A E B C fit to center of stock. Yeah. You know, and that was a whole nother can of worms. So the ABC is out of it now and it's yes. center of stock? Yes. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so on that turn, so it's like, okay, and maybe it'd be smarter to just have you run through the basic rules of a certified test, but it's like, uh, it used to be that if you had your ABC and you had to pick one mm -hmm. at before you're going. Yeah, you, you had it, to call it. If you didn't nail it, you got hit very hard for it. At least around our parts during that time. Right. Whereas, right. like, if you didn't, if you, it was going to be a seven, and if you didn't get, if you got a seven, you're not, you can't really miss too many more. You so, can't really do too much. Where you got in trouble with that, or where I saw the trouble with that sometimes when you had to call a fit, like an extreme high low horse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're going to fit one different than the other. Exactly. Yep. So, you may have to call two. You may call a C on this foot and an A on this foot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, there's a lot of discrepancy between testers and some examiners on the ABC versus the center of stock, but it is it is the written rule of today, so that's center what we go with at center of stock. So during like those, to get to the center of stock fit during those examiner meetings, was that a hard thing oh boy. to get them to agree on and yes. make that change? Yes. And now and what were some of the arguments against Well, it? it's just there's a million of them. And this is the thing, when you sit in there, you can't, if you could, if people would be able to just walk in an examiner meeting, they would never say anything bad about an examiner again. Yeah. Because it is brutal. Really? <laughs> I mean, there's no fighting, there's no, no throwing shit, nothing like that. A lot like of passion. That. But it's trying to make the, the, the best test that you can pro possibly produce. Yeah. Because it will never stay the same. The only constant is change. Yeah. yeah. So see, once they see that one day they may say that um, this is not working for whatever reason, yep. then it'll be adjusted. It's under constant revision. Uh, revision. To try to get better. Yeah. Yeah. To get better for the horse. Evolution. Mostly. And then, you know, it's yeah, not, it's not geared to make it easier for the candidate. Yeah. But I, th I think it's kind of cool now. It seems like there's more feedback brought in from the examiners back to you guys to mm -hmm. keep adjusting because as pre-cert we simply have to teach what they have laid down yep. you know they they wrote these rules we have to bring, try to show the candidates how to get from point a to point b yeah yeah and it's and then now also the examiners kind of have to prove themselves don't they yes so that was a big deal um, Discussion-wise, when they come up with, because they all had updates, yep. examiners, testers. I think uh, that's important. Yeah, yep. but at the time, it wasn't a have-to-pass deal. They just had to take it. It was for everybody to get on the same page. Okay, I understand that. Um, then everybody decided that okay, we're going to do the updates. But we got to pass, and we got to pass in the time limit. Was well, that hard to get in motion for everyone to get on board? Yeah, kind of. I could imagine. Because what it did, 
and uh, I've heard it said best, some of the older examiners that could do the work, but they couldn't do it, or testers, in the time frame, just because age you caught up with. Yep. Our great friends over at FerryBox have been supporting us on Forging Brains for a while now. Since the time that they have sponsored the show, we have received many great products that I wouldn't have thought about buying, or because I was being a tight ass. But they were sent to me in their subscription box, and now I use those products in my day-to-day -day practice. Each box is sent bi-monthly, and in those boxes is an array of the top tools and products that have been tested by the greats in our industry. So go to www.fairybox.com and use code BRAINS for 25% off your first month's order. You won't be disappointed, I'll tell you that. Um, that's kind of hard to swallow if you got a passion for this, and if, you know, that's why you do it. Yeah. It's to help the younger people come up. Yeah. And so that, that was a big deal. And there's no, to me, there's no right and wrongs on this. Mm -hmm. I see both sides of it. Because now it's set up like pre-cert. We have to update. It makes us immune to the tester update. But um, a lot of times they will get us to go out to the examiner update and score the examiners, oh. the CI guys, which makes it an interesting day. Yeah. Do but, they know that they're – so you guys go out there and you're scoring them. Do the examiners know they're going to be – tested that day or does it just get sprung on them like no that, it's a scheduled event oh scheduled they know. okay because they're like everybody else you're not gonna if, if you told any of us today hey you're gonna take the german test like, yeah. okay give me a little bit yeah yeah get tuned up yeah. you know because the reason they did that is because every candidate that pays money to become certified at any level has the right to call out the tester or the examiner to do really? the job on site in the time limit and pass. Nice. I like that. I, I like it, but I'm with you on that. I wish there would be a few that we could like, you're kind of grandfathered in. Yeah. So let's say, I'll use an example because he's, I love him. It's like, let's say poor. Now I don't want to say him too much because the guy is fast as can be and he probably would still <laughs> yeah. beat us. And he'd oh, say, yeah. but yeah, let's yeah. say in 10 years from now, He's slowing down, and yeah. he can't quite get it done in time. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean his eyes are bad. But it doesn't mean he can't judge it. Doesn't mean so he it is hard. Sure doesn't mean yeah. he can't teach. It is hard, but it, but it is you got to draw the line in the sand somewhere. Well, <coughs> some of the candidates in the past obviously have made this come to light. Yeah. They well, were, I think there's situations where it's it's needed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they have the right to call us out at any given moment. Okay, so I don't know that. Is there like a say somebody has like a bone to pick with somebody, and they call them out and they take the test? So like, if he takes the test this time, does he have to wait another year, or does it's like no one can call him out? Yeah, like continuously oh. being called out. Like, say he passed. Say the examiner passes. Like, that guy's obviously an asshole. Yeah, I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't give you an honest answer because that situation has never come up. Thankfully, yeah. yeah. But um, but if it were like he would have passed today and then he got called out immediately like after that, would the, the guy I'm sure probably there would be a, a massive uh, uproar gathering of the examiners at yeah. that point to figure out what's happening. Yeah. But the CIs, we have to test. We have to update every three years, 
and I would our test for me. I need to get geared up for it because we good. our test our update is uh, 75 minutes, three quarter fullered bar on the front toe clip, and then a journeyman hind. So we shoot aside in 75 yep. minutes. That's not near as easy as it sounds. No, I think and it has to be up to the standards. Not just oh, you just got to get yes. done. You got to pass. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I don't think that's easy. You say a bar shoe on the front? Yeah. Oh, three wow. quarter forward bar toe clip. Because it covers every aspect of the journeyman test. Yep. That's right. Me personally, I would rather shoot the journeyman horse. <laughs> All yeah. four feet. Because it's, it's a haul ass class. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it it's valid. Yeah. I would you know, agree. But we have to take all the parts of it, written test. When you first come into the CI, when you're invited in and you agree to it, then you will take the written, and then there's a section that's like a mini clinic type deal where we will get a mock-up candidate and we will draw for, let's say, you were the mock-up candidate. You would come to me and say, I'm having trouble with hockey sticks on bar shoes okay cut some steel i said show me where you at yep and then with all the other guys sitting around basically you put on a little clinic to you first find your problem and then you address it yeah hey don't do this do this and this is why you know so you go through that deal and um you're scored on that as well. Then you take the journeyman written test. You have to pass that. Then you take the horse, which we have to be 5% above the journeyman. Okay. Um, so it's not a test that somebody's just gonna walk in off the street. No. You know, so it, it works. No, I, I think that's a great idea. And so like you mentioned in there, like, oh, if you get invited in to be a CI. What does CI mean, and how would how does somebody eventually become one? Okay, CI stands for Certification Instructor. You have to be invited by a tester or an examiner or a another CI. Okay, but you now just so everyone knows, like uh, an examiner is the one that runs the sh a testing, right? Yes. There's one of them. Yes. And then there will be like you go to a certification, <clears throat> there is. The people taking the test, different levels, and then there's an examiner, correct? Top guy. He's yes. the one with final say type deal. Always final say. And then there's testers. Yes. So they're the ones that are just We do the legwork. Yes. Yeah. But if we have a, as testers, if we have a discrepancy, we get together amongst ourselves. And if we cannot make it work as per the book, that's when the examiner comes in. And we take it to him. And we do not do this in front of the candidates. Yeah and say, here's what we got, what's final say? So so what are some things that come up in those situations very often? Because for the most part, it's gonna be in the book, right? Like the it is in the book, the it is in the book, but I will say that there's still some objective parts to How say. How you read it? Well, length, you know? Who's to say what's the perfect length of the foot? Yeah. Yeah. Stuff that's, like that. That's you know? where you're like, wow, once the horse comes into play, it's yeah. kind of like, it's the same thing like frog trimming and everything, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So it's, um, 
the fit is very clearly explained. You know, fit is described as widest point forward. Okay. Then you come back and you have length and expansion. Yep. Then the book also states, you know, how long you can be or if you're not covered or whatever, whatever. But um, in most cases, we all go back to square one. The candidates are typically not prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there again, how do you tell a guy or, or talk a guy into that's been shooing 15, 20 years who has a successful business? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but, he's, he's paying you with that with money he made shoeing horses. Exactly. <laughs> but what they're not understanding is we're asking you, can't you fill a prescription that day? Yeah. I, I do think that's where it's a skill it gets test. confused. It's a skill test. Yep. This yep. is not we're trying to show you how to shoe horses. I do think I do think that's the biggest confusion in the certification process yeah, is that absolutely. people are like, well that's the example of the perfect shot foot. It's like, no, that's just an easy to judge and safe shoeing. Yeah. Yeah. A bar basically. Yes. Like set the level of the bar. Yeah. Yes. Because I've been to certifications before where the job passed, but somebody had a horse that was nice enough to bring to let us use at a test. And the guy that typically the people that host the certification have to bring the horses. And yeah. it's usually off of their books. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And maybe this shoe job this day doesn't suit this horse's working career. So they don't just get kicked back on the trailer and sent off. They'll they be reshot if they need to be. Oh. In other words, and those, and those are the little things that get traveled around on the fucking internet where people are like, well, I was at a certification, this job passed, but they still had to reshoe the horse afterwards because they didn't shoot for its but job. But they're not understanding. Like, yeah. Yeah, because you can't have you that know, much discrepancy. No. Or it would never be fair. For example, traction on a parade horse like Mardi Gras or, or police horses yeah. or sheriff's department. Yeah. You can't send those horses out to do their job with a flat steel shoe. Mm -hmm. You need it, something yeah. on them. You need borium. You need drill and tap. You need something. Yep. You know. So yeah, those shoes are gonna have to come off. Do what you got to do. Send the horse back. I've been to multiple competitions where we shot draft horses and we pull all the shoes off right afterwards and we put borium on them. Yeah. Because those horses are working horses. Yeah. But but it wasn't a part of the test. Some future yeah. candidates think that because that horse passed but had to be reshod, in their minds they think it was a bad shoe job. Yep. No, I think that I do think that's the biggest one of the biggest confusions with the with it is we're not they're not trying to say that's perfect for all horses. They're just trying to say this so we can judge this easily, but it's still good horseshoe. Mm -hmm. Cause I've gotten asked before, do you do a certification job every day? I'm like, hell no. You know? Yeah. I'm I'm filling that prescription that day. Yeah. Yeah. And that's hard. But it is a solid job. Yep. That's I think that is the biggest driver of the certification is it gets people out of their bubble. Yeah. If you're only good at your style, you're never that great of a horse. Like, I'm sorry, but it's like you can never step outside of your bubble to prove that you can do something else. You're never that good. Where if you can kind of like, the guys that are really good horseshoers, you can just tell them what you want that thing to be fit like and they nail it and that is really really hard to do with the certification because yeah. and, I, and i'm i'm speaking from like my own 
when I first started taking for certification, they would say things, and that's instantly where my mind would go. was like, but that's not, what about this time? Well, like, you always had an argument for something, but it's kind of like, yeah, but this is a good standard. Yeah. This is the prescription meant to be done. Yes. So you're basically, like, you're implementing a standard or a prescription of the basics of horseshoe. Yeah. And then if you can do that. So would you kind of think then, like, competitive horseshoe, is that like an enhancement of the basics, you know, versus uh, certification testing? I think it can go both ways. I think people that compete first can pick everything else up quick. Yep. Yeah. It, it, it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Because as a teacher, it makes you pick up basics. Real One hand feeds the other. Real quick, yes. Yeah. So I think they're both needed. Oh. I'm at a weird age where I never really was a competitor. Local stuff here and there. Yeah. You know. Um, but I believe in it. I say, like I say, yeah. I pay my dues to the WCB. I don't go to any. Yeah. Just simply because I don't have time. Yeah. But I think it's needed. Yep. Yeah, it's still pushing it. It's still like a. So it's. You did your certification and your journeyman. Did you just stay, like, in your, did you ever do anything in your local chapter? Like, you ever do any, like, board member or anything for them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. I was um, president of the Southern Fairs for six years. Really? Yeah. So how yeah. many states is the uh, Southern Fairs? When I first got into it, it was three. It was Louisiana, Mississippi, and Arkansas. Okay. And then they had a, they made a, this is before I was involved other than just going to their functions. They decided to, for whatever reason, to remove Arkansas. I think Probably the person, yeah. I, I don't know. Hooter. <laughs> 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 yeah. Love Hooter. you, Hooter. <laughs> um, looking back, I don't think that that was the greatest idea, but I didn't have a dog in that race, you know. Yeah. Just because, like, it could have used those members, or yeah, well, people get everything has to be convenient. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's just like getting owners to bring a horse to you. Oh yeah. It's fun for a bit. Yeah. Then it becomes pain in the ass, yep. and it just gets less and less. Not always, but sometimes. Oh yeah. So horseshoes are like that. If it's not planted in your backyard, you're not going to go. Yep. Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, you just weren't getting many people from Arkansas anyways. No, yet we were. But I think the, one of the mistakes that were made, not for any malicious reasons, I would think, sometimes you should move clinic spots. You know, I've had uh, comments on going to the West Coast for the convention. My answer. I've always kind of wondered about that. My answer in the the place, the position I'm in now is we got members on the West Coast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it'd be handy. (laughs) So, there you have it. I've I've been shooting horses for almost 15 years now. And I think the year I started, or the year right before I started, was the last time it's been in Portland. Oh, yeah, it was in Portland. It was in the West Coast. Yeah. It was in Portland. Mm-hmm. That was my was first year of student school. So yeah. it was in Portland. But I didn't know anything of it. Yeah, so no, that is a good a good point. But also on your estate, like, you're going to kind of go where people make it work, right? If you're going to go, you're going to go. Yeah, but it's like, 
you can't choose a local chapter to host the clinic that's not pretty gung-ho. Right. No, it's, uh, it's better now because we... <laughs> I'm a little bit firm when it comes to that. Yeah. You know, um, some of the board members probably didn't like what I said, but when I went in there as president, because it's hard, you know, I know as a president of the Southern Farriers, you get 20 guys that say, heck yeah, we'll help. Comes down Don't to Don't work it. like that. Yeah. You get a few. Um, and it's not just that chapter. It's a lot of chapters. Oh, yeah. Because if you've ever had to set up, work a convention, you never want to see another stall mat in your life. <laughs> sucks. Yes, it does. I just moved some the other day, and it sucks. I get it. So we're pretty adamant to line people up as best we can. Um, like Reno, Sam Durham and that crew out there, they were like awesome. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. But I'm trying to not discount the members from West East. You so know, hard. I don't, you, hard enough to do it in a state chapter. Yeah. So that's the reason that we moved. Now we are, instead of skipping around all over the country, we're trying to get a similar West Coast deal, whether it be Reno again, we don't know yet. And then Chattanooga, Little Rock, somewhere like that. Yeah. But a lot of this, conventions are playing two years out. You know, yeah. so it, it's a bigger deal than people think. Oh, yeah. Edenclaw, Washington should be your next one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it depends on the facility. It's a money issue. The airport's close by. The biggest thing that people don't think about is the fire marshal. <laughs> yeah. I've heard about, yeah, that can be yeah. a big... A... The county's rules. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah. Like Oklahoma City, for example. They haven't forgot about that bombing. Oh, that's right, yeah. So if you get a fire marshal that's not on board, you just, well, quit talking, hang up the phone. But yeah, cause I think that's a lot of people, like, don't, like... The competition's not that easy to put on. No. Not, like, get, just getting clinicians and demo people, okay, that's hard enough. But then you're like, yeah, we're going to put this many fires inside of a building. Exactly. Yeah. Fire marshal. Like animals. Yeah, like, fire yeah I, could, I could see a fire marshal. So the, all this comes no. into play in, in site choices. There again, it can... There were some glitches that came up in Reno that worked herself out behind the scenes that nobody knew about. Yeah. Thank goodness. But, um... Well, I, do, I think that would be one of the biggest... If you aren't happy with how... And this is anything in your life, I think, is like, if you aren't happy with how things are going, you should probably get involved. You should probably see how it's going. And it's like, mm-hmm. so, okay, if you have any complaint or bitch about AFA or how the convention's running, volunteer for one. And you may have less complaints. Yeah. Pretty sure of it. By the end of this, the day. Pretty sure. Because you're going to understand. You know, it's kind of like when you're a kid and you don't think mom does that much. You tell us that you got to help mom yeah. out. You're like, God like, dang, oh, this house is yeah. not run without mom. <laughs> like, this is how this works out. And I do think that is very true with, like, and I, I think that's one of those things, like, other countries do, you know, where, like, you have to join the service. So you have a little more appreciation for your country afterwards. We're like, mm-hmm. we don't do that. And so we have so many people in our country that don't give a fuck about it, you know. So it's like. 
it might be a little bit of better. It's like to get your journeyman, you need to volunteer this many hours to the service of like, <laughs> so you don't complain one day. Yeah. Like it is, uh, it, you, I, I think it's, it's huge what you guys do. So that's why I remember when the president's like the whole voting was going on and someone said, well, Hank's running. I'd be like, I remember thinking like this, this is a good deal for us. This is a good deal for us because I had talked to you enough times that it's like Hank's a real guy. Well, I appreciate that. And that's, I think, something that gets, I think some of the people get into the president situation for not the right reasons. Agreed. Where I, I do think it was like a guy like you, you didn't even want to do it. You didn't, you weren't fighting no. to go out to be the president. You're like, <laughs> yeah, but I do love this enough that I would love to help. Yeah. I believe in it 100%. Yeah, I think that's I bingo do. right there. Of like, poor talk says it all the time. None of this works if we're not true believers. Yeah, that's a fact. Mr. Like, Mr. Billy Lewis made a similar con, uh, comment about shoeing the certification horse. You have to practice it. You have to believe in it. Yeah. You just have to. Yeah. You know? And I think it takes a open mind of believing in it, too, of like, you can't you can't be so sold and brainwashed in it to think it's the only way, but you need to be believing in it enough that it's like it's a good skill set to have, and to be like, yeah, I can nail whatever fit someone's gonna call on me on that day. You know what I mean? So right. like that, I think that's the mindset, not that like, oh, this is the right shoeing. Like, no, the right shoeing is whatever is needed that day, and I can, I can tackle it. Exactly, I think it's a really hard part. Being open-minded is probably the the biggest thing that a person could be horseshoe in the world yeah man it's it's huge so like kind of going back to when you first started with the afa back in the late 80s early 90s being in it from then till now we've had all this technology with like social media and the internet like what's been the biggest change between like now we have access to so much things versus you had access to so little things then has it been like a huge benefit or has it kind of been I think it's a its blessing and a curse well? all at the same time. Yeah. What do you think some of the biggest benefits are to it? The availability of it. Um, just like I was saying in there earlier, you want to see how to build a bar shoe, look up Grant Moon. Yeah. Craig Turnkin. Jim Poor. Just yeah. click. There it is. Yeah. You can On see repeat. it. Yeah. Over and over, over and over and over. That's one of the coolest things ever. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about the greatest ferry supply house in the world, Wellshot. It's not every day you have a business that's invested in you and wants to do the best they can do for you. The whole crew over at Wellshot are some of the nicest folks you'll meet in this trade. The owner, John Harshbarger, does so much for us in this trade by supporting as much events as he possibly can. I see Wellshot sponsoring so many events and help can't help but think, that somebody cares every year they host the largest free clinic in the world put on by the world championship blacksmiths by allowing us all to come and learn and try to become better Wellshot has everything you could possibly need in your farrier practice it'd probably take all day to list every product they provide but whatever brand you use they'll have it aside from products they also carry all the top tools made by the best in our industry so when you go to check out at www.wellshot.com Use code BRAINS and you'll receive a special gift in your order free of charge. Plus, that helps support us at Forge and Brains. Can't say enough good things about the folks at Wellshot. 
still blows my mind that they can get away with $10 shipping anywhere in the continental U.S. And don't forget, they have basically every anvil that you could possibly need or want to use in supply. So go over there and check them out and use code BRAINS at checkout to help show you support. Thanks, everyone. Downside, all the unnecessary bitching about stuff. Yeah. The peanut gallery gets a lot louder. All of a sudden it has its own platform. Yeah. It's, it's nonsense. It is. Know? There is a lot of nonsense out there. Just don't, you know, and I tell our board members in the association, <laughs> if you really want to piss me off when somebody goes to saying something about the AFA that they're not involved, they're not doing this, if they bring trash out, dirty laundry, that they presume is bad, yeah. you don't respond. Do not drop to that level. Just simply keep scrolling. That's usually how I look at it. I'm no not that guy. No, I'm, I, like, <laughs> I, I it's hard, it. too, yeah, because like, I'm sure you guys have seen me on the Internet, too. It's like, I'm a little with Craig. It's like, I like yeah, I probably shouldn't call him a cocksucker so much, but sometimes <laughs> you just got to call him a cocksucker. I'm yeah. not telling you that I ain't slung shit across the shop because yeah. I wanted to. Or drive <laughs> yeah. house yeah. And like, hey, done. Yep. And we're we, over this We shit. were talking about it earlier today of like, if you let those assholes always be the ones talking, then they're the only ones talking. Exactly. So if, and you can't, where it's like something I've had to learn is like you can't respond to it directly, but you can respond to it in a roundabout way of showing like the correct way later. Yeah, you know, I would just road. simply rather do it in person. Yes, and so at that same hand, okay, so we don't we don't want them to involve with those people and keep and be pity. You know, have the pity party type deal or you know feed feed the pig type deal, but. Do you guys push for your board members to educate via social media quite a bit? We're working on that, yes. Okay. Yes. Because I do think, like, as me and Gavin are both very social media involved, uh, and so it is, like, I think it's one of the biggest holes of, of AFA and certain competition-type horseshoers. Mm -hmm. We don't say very much. We're a pretty quiet bunch because we're humbled, I think, more. So we're, like, we're afraid. Exactly. We're you like, don't... well, this looks like shit. I don't want to post it. It's like... It can have holes in it and still be posted, you know, because if not... You learn from it. You learn from it, and Chris Madrid's shit isn't mine. If I see Chris Madrid post to work, I'm like, that's freaking sweet. I hope I can do that good of work one day, yes. even though he's, like, down. But if not, you know, that new guy, they, don't, they haven't gone anywhere enough yet, but there's so much coming at him from social media, we're like, we're like well, they never see a Chris Madrid shoot, but they see a fuck ton of these... DF set back, you know, or something type deal where they're like, well, that's good shooting. That's what you see mostly. That That's where I'm like, I do wish that more people would would push that way, would push onto the social media because it is yeah, we're huge. Yeah, we've got some stuff in the works right now. Um, but it's like y'all's deal. I don't see anything negative about what y'all do. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'm also, sure there's somebody out there that does. You know, everybody's big behind a keyboard. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is the reason I would rather do it face-to-face. -face. Yes. No, I, I think then that's so true. They start shrinking a bit. Yep. Yeah, most people won't say it face-to-face -face versus, like, keep typing it out, no problem. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You know, I, I'm the person that if i got a problem with you, you're going to be the first to know, and yep. it's not going to be via social media. Mm -hmm. 
but I expect the same. Exactly. If you got a problem with something in AFA and you want to tell me about it, yep. come to me. Yeah. Oh, I, I do think it's a good way because it does get, like we already said, text gets taken the wrong way. And yeah. so somebody could be reading the whole situation yeah, as an outsider. Told, told and all the they, and, yeah. and it's like, depending on what side of the fence they're on, they're like, well, those AFA, they're dicks. They're always, they're always talking about your trash to people on the internet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or if they are just staying out of it, at least they aren't causing, making it, I don't want to say not making it worse because it's still going on, but it's not making it way worse. It's not dragging their name and the AFA name down right. the dirt with them. Well, I've just I learned, my dad told me this when I was 15, if you have more than one person occupying the same space, there will be differences. Yeah. yeah. So I get it. Yep. You believe this, I believe this. Yeah. You know, why can't we get meet in the middle somewhere? Or just so agree to horseshoes. It is so hard for horseshoes yeah. to meet in the middle for some weird reason, like yep. we are. Hence the examiner meetings. It's hard to meet in the middle sometimes, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Except the difference is in examiner's meetings, they're all going towards one goal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there again, I can't say enough about it. No, it's, it's, and so something else I thought you said that was really interesting, you said you think that both are needed, like WCB and the AFA. Mm -hmm. And for Com a competition. Competition, yeah. And it's like one thing that's had kind of happened for a while is that groups were kind of divided. And not divided mm -hmm. hard, but there was like people that were at WCBs up that you weren't going to see them yeah. at a certain There, there was a, like a, a cloud, smoke cloud in between the two. Yeah. So when you took on your presidency, what was kind of, like, you, I know you had the goal to try to shrink that cloud up, you know, mm -hmm. get its fall. How, what were some things that you were going to do to make that happen? Huh. Just try to get rid of negativity. Well, how, do you, do, how do you get rid of the negativity, you know? Like. It's hard. You sit down and you talk a lot and do some explaining and, hey, this is how I see it. Yeah. You know, well, I don't want to do this. Well, uh, maybe not, but this is how I see it and sooner or later you'll bridge that gap if you can sit down and have a logical conversation so essentially it's just being personable enough yes to accommodate because I think the world of Craig yeah and I do believe that the feeling is mutual yeah we get along good yep you know um, that has always been it, kind of one of the interesting things to me about AFA and it's the same thing as like our politics of America it's like Whoever is the president and the board of like kind of how the vibe goes, you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. we have a Republican president or we have a Democrat, like that's kind of, or however the house is going to be, that's kind of how the vibe's going to go. Where it, but you kind of have to have that happen to make progress, I think. Yeah, what people don't understand about the AFA, I am basically a nobody. Okay, our executive director Martha Jones is just straight up badass. She will outwork all three of us on a daily basis. See the blonde lady that's yes. here? Yes, yes. Our office staff is super, but I don't have a vote okay. unless it comes to a tiebreaker on something. Oh. Nothing gets passed or shot down in AFA <coughs> until it goes to the board. Okay. They run the show. I just have gotten lucky enough to have some forward-thinking board members. Yeah. So 
life is good right at the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we yeah, get, get some things done. We get some stuff done. Yeah. Is Without, there term limits for president? No. So you so said I don't, you could I don't do know it what's going to happen. Um, how I came into the presidency, I got voluntold I was going to be the vice president. And then halfway through the current president's term at the time, for whatever reason, he designed, uh, resigned. So that immediately threw me into this, and it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't You're like, I was any, just the vice. <laughs> I don't have any idea of what's fixing to happen. Yeah. You know, and AFA is so important to me. You're handed something that you believe in for a lot of years and it's like don't screw this up yeah i think right. of it as like you now you got the codes at your fingertips the nuclear codes uh, <laughs> no, that's all in the board members yes we discuss stuff and yes on a personal level they want my opinion yeah oh yeah but we do it based on your, membership i say you're 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 more or less there to be like Hey, these are the things I'm seeing as a whole, and that we kind of need to start thinking about more. Mm -hmm. So when we were looking at uh, moving the convention back to March, mm -hmm. what do you think? What What is that time of year for you? It doesn't matter for me. I'm going regardless. Yeah. You know, well, this one's got this, and this is busy season, and that's busy season. I get it. Yep. This is not about us. This is about membership. Voted on it, and the membership wanted it moved back to March. Yeah. End of story. We we do this for our members as best we can. I don't have to like it sometimes, but they are the ones that pay their money year after year after year to be involved in association. Yeah, no, yeah, it's true. It is a member organization. But it should be benefiting yeah. the members as best as it possibly can. That's what it's for. Yeah. But it is still super hard when people are, like, well, everybody's busy all throughout the year. So all the time. Is, Every busy. month's a busy month. Yeah. You know. So there's another associate, like the AAPF, right? Mm -hmm. Does the AFA feud between them and their certification deal? I don't know if I would name it as a certification deal, but they're, they're – um, they're set up. Yeah. There's no feud. Okay. You know, they believe what they believe. We believe what we believe. Right. Um, here again, try to talk to them one on one. This is what we offer. Yeah. You know, I was approached by one of their members one time and said they would never come to a convention. And I'm like, why? Yeah. I won't be told or made fun of because I don't hot shoe horses. And okay. I'm like, I've. <laughs> Cole shot more horses than you've seen yeah. because of the age difference. Yeah. That CF practical is not you don't have a to burn burning test. Yeah. It's not a oh, polishing test. I've seen more guys test. pass that thing cold than I have yeah. hot. Yeah. Like, One of the best jobs I've ever seen in my life was on a stall jack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. It's like, damn. <laughs> that was handy because yeah. I was holding his horse. It's Pat Broadus. Because I do imagine, like, yeah, like you said, a lot of people don't want to come to the AFA convention because it's just that reason where they think mm -hmm. like they don't fit in. So, how do you, as the AFA, get that message across to those people 
to let them know, like, hey, you are welcome here. You are not going to be shot down just because right. you are part of this well, other association. I told the same person, and she was a nice enough lady. I said, if you come to our function and somebody just out of the blue walks up and starts dogging on you for how you shoe horses, come find me. Yeah. Yeah. So I will go directly to that person and we will talk about it. I, I won't forget that about like three years ago, Craig chewed our asses like he was our grandpa that just caught us throwing tomatoes at the wall one time. Mm-hmm. Is that <laughs> he came up the next like the next day on the loudspeaker when he started and he's like, So yesterday somebody was in like in the elevator with somebody else and you didn't know that they were a part of a different organization and they were here just checking out what we were doing. And you guys were in the elevator fucking running those people into the ground. He's like, I will not have that type of behavior here. That will not be welcomed here. Like, letting us know, like, hey, you guys are a representation of us. Yes. And a representation of this trade. And you need to mind your freaking P's and Q's. Yeah, and like, absolutely. Because it is, it does keep, all it does is keep the feud going. And not, go, like, but there's like, like you said, there's like, we don't really see it as a feud, but it keeps the separation there. Yeah. Where I do think you were just like, how you've answered pretty much most of these things. You're like, I go and have a personal conversation with them. You know, Craig, a lot of people, a lot of young people in the WCB don't know that Craig was president of the yeah. FA. Yeah. yeah. For I mean, a long time. Yep. Yeah. Membership was up, and then some stuff happened that I truly do not know exactly what it was. I'm not even focused on that. Yeah. I'm focused at what we have to do as best we can now. Yeah, no, but um, the past is already gone. But he had a passion and I think still does for the FA, or he wouldn't have us here. No, exactly. Well, I think that's a huge thing to say about Craig anyways, is that I don't know any, I don't even know how to say, it's the AAPF, is that what it is? Yeah. I always call it the AAPR. But it's, uh, <laughs> it's you don't see them here very much, you no. know what I mean? But Craig does have a booth at Summit. Yeah, we do too. I think, that, I think that's huge. Of we like, do too. And we get a few members there, and there are some good people up there. Oh, yeah. They just have different views. Yeah. You know? Well, I think it's like it still is craftsman. Like, everybody's after craftsmanship and trying to do a better job, you know, no matter which group you're I don't in. believe that there's anybody that wakes up and goes out trying to hurt a horse. No, I don't I think just so. don't. I don't think. I think everyone's Sorry, trying to do a better job. I cannot get my head wrapped around that thought. And that's why I think one of the – I think that, like, a, a great view you have is that you're like – I'm just gonna have a personal talk with them and we're gonna figure it out. It is very rare you talk to someone you you just can't. Where someone's just an asshole. There are just, those. There are but across the most board, part, mostly like, not. You get usually after like five minutes of talking, they're like, you know, man, I'm really glad we had this talk. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you <laughs> found out that you have so many familiarities with this person yeah. and they do, and they're like, it does open up the book, especially as you being the president being that is like approachable and personal, they're like, you know, maybe the AFA is worth a look. Yeah. Because when Craig was in, numbers were good. Yep. yep. Then it kind of went down the tubes. Not totally down the tubes, but it dropped off a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, numbers are picking back up now. And I, I do believe it is a lot to do with our staff mm-hmm. because they do such a good job. They're user-friendly. You can call the office, get done what needs to be done. Yeah. You can call me. I may be in some place where you ain't got no service, but I'll call you back if I see you call. You know, and it's just when when something comes up, just deal with it then. Yeah, no, I think that's a don't, good. Don't wait a week. And deal I think with it like, then. 
social media probably has a good stand up to it because like I think AFA does have a little bit better it itself isn't doing a lot of social media but your guys' members are backdooring but like these people are more people are trying for certification now and they're posting their stuff about it and stuff Mm -hmm. and so it seems like it's getting a little bit more recognition and I do think the group of people right now coming into horseshoeing want to be in a group yeah where I think back yeah. like when you guys were starting, there was less of that. Way Pe- less. It was before my time, but I heard stories of if there was a guy in a barn shoeing horses and another guy come in, this guy would lose his shit. Yeah. Yeah. Pack up and leave. Yeah. I, that don't compute with me, but evidently yeah. it happened. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, now it's like you hear an anvil, you want to run over there and see what's happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See what's up. You know? So. What what goals for the AFA when you first started being the president have you gotten done, and what what goals are there left that you want to work on? There's always goals. Yeah. Just to bring as many people together as you can. Um, the biggest thing that's happened, and this is not my idea. I was not that smart. Was the foundation? That's what Doug works on, right? Yes. Yeah. Mr. Doug Russo. He is the president of the AFA Foundation. That is a Travis Burns brainchild. Travis didn't have the board that would allow it to happen. Oh. I do. Yeah. Or did. Yeah. Nice. So it's, uh, that was a big, big deal. And what is, for people who don't know, what is the thing? They can listen to Doug's episode too. Basically, yeah. it's, a, it's an endowment fund. Okay. Okay, so now we are a nonprofit. The foundation allows us to accept donations of any amount. Yep. So to invest this money, to start making money instead of it sitting still in a CD or something, to hopefully 25 years down the road, the AFA would be self-sufficient, not relying on membership, to support all its committees, you know, from certification to research to whatever you think of. So it's it's a big deal. Nice. I think that'll be a good thing of being able to push it past. Yeah. What it is right now. Yeah, it's done and it's going and it's making money. Yeah, that's cool. That's a cool deal. So, so kind of going back to you, like when you, so you went to the two week horseshoeing school, mm-hmm. and you sa- said you shod horses for a year before you met uh, David, David, and started work for him. Do you think it was better for you to shoe horses on your own that one year versus? if you would have got out of shoeing school and went apprenticed with him right I think away. It, looking back, I think it was better. That you did it by yourself yeah, for a little because bit. Because then I, after I was shown a better way, it's like I, I get it. You now. could recognize that as a yeah. better way, not just how you've been yeah. doing it. No, I think that, that's a good point. Because it is like Craig was saying that in his talk today. Don't keep going to clinics. Like you got to go home and screw some stuff up. Yeah, boy, I while. did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it almost helped you in your apprenticeship because you had gotten some mistakes out of your way and were a little bit more conditioned to be a better Yeah, apprentice. well, I was just, I was introduced to the learning part of it. Yeah, I see. You know, yeah. instead of, it's just like Craig said, well, I've been to a 12-week school. I know it now. Yeah. yeah. You don't know <laughs> shit. Yeah. You don't no know diddly. Diddly. You know. Uh-huh. I had no idea. No. So it was a good deal, I think, that I worked yeah. prior to becoming an apprentice. Do you have do you have any goals in for AFA before you 
I'm sure you don't want to be president forever. No. Uh, do you have any goals that you want to get done before you are not the president? Right now, just making sure that everything runs smooth to try to gather and retain more members. Um, it's going good right now. Our main focus, I ain't gonna say the main focus, but a big focus is on membership. Trying to get it up. Yeah. And trying to condense these different associations to get closer together. Yeah. And try to make them understand that we're all needed. No, I, I man. We, we are good. the American Fairs Association. Yep. So in my eyes, I want everybody that makes a living under a horse under our umbrella. Yep. Why not? It's a good place to be. Yeah. So out of my own so. curiosity, you have a full-time business shoeing horses, right? Yes. How much time does being the AFA president consume in your day-to-day -day life? Day-to-day, -day, not horrible. Yeah. Um, sit in on as many meetings, committee meetings as I can. Obviously, you got to be on the board meetings. And so how often are like these committee meetings or board meetings? Like, Executive like committee, uh, committee meeting is... Um, once a month. Once a month? Yeah. We have two major board meetings a year. Um, there's a lot of contact with the office or the executive director by phone, you know, hey, this come up or we need to look at this, and do something with it pretty quick. So it doesn't really alter my work schedule okay. because I can make these phone calls back when I'm driving to the next stop. Mm -hmm. I'm envisioning like you got to set aside three hours each day. No, 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 no. And be no, on no. a meeting. Uh, I'd quit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like meetings. Yeah, that'd be, be I hard. I don't like meetings. <laughs> but I do think they're necessary. But my take on a meeting is when I first got handed this deal, they go by Robert's Rules of Order. Okay. Scared the shit out of me because I, I don't know nothing about this. Yeah. You know? <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> so we work with the parliamentarian. They keep you in line because I have to run the meetings. Yeah. They said, uh, uh stop. You can't say it this We're way because it's all being recorded. You have to word it like this to, to do anything, right? Yeah. I'm a bit more comfortable with it now. So meetings went from... I hear tale of back in the day at the on-site board meeting at conventions, it could be an eight-hour meeting. I could see that. I'm like, uh-uh. Yeah. Nothing, got, nothing <laughs> no, no, even no. got done. We looking at two hours and 45 minutes, maybe? Yeah. Because it's simple to me. If you put a bucket in the middle of all the people, you can have ten meetings on how to move that bucket. But until one of you walks out of that circle and puts your hand on that bucket, that bucket is not going to move. Yeah. Yeah. So, so true. That's a good one. Meetings are needed. Yeah. Bullshit in meetings is not needed nor wanted. No. Yeah. This is where we're at. This is what we got to do. Do not give me a problem. I want a solution. That's just my take on it. Yeah. And I want everybody to pitch in. And I've got a great board, absolutely great. Are those elected, or do you handpick them, or they're volunteer elected. elected? Yeah, some of them are volunteers. 
some of them are like me they got kind of pushed into it and got voted on and um let's talk about our newest sponsor of forging brains podcast yukon forge if you're a fan of the show then you've probably already heard the interview we did with john mcnerney and all the badass things he's accomplished in his career as well as the type of character this man has John's graciously offering you guys 10% off on anything you order when you go to www.yukonforge.com and use code BRAINS at checkout. On his website, you'll find he has a variety of high-quality, hand-built tools made by him personally. His hoof knives are some of the best on the market. All his tongs are forged from 4140 steel to hold up to whatever you're grabbing and holding. John's been developing a new hammer out of 4140 steel that looks pretty dang sick, and I can't wait to try one. His fullers are handmade from S7, and I personally know of some that have withstood the years of hammer blows. Also, a new and unique tool John has developed is the propane nut. There's nothing worse than stripping out your propane regulator from not having the right tool. The Yukon Forge propane nut relate replaces whatever you had been using for a simple tool that you can tighten and loosen with your fingertips with ease. So go to www.yukonforge.com and use code BRAINS for 10% off your order. That's a hell of a deal, my friends. So yeah, there again, they run the show. I just run the meetings. Yeah. Okay. So I got to looking it up and then it fit after the fact of Robert's Rules of Order some other associations go by it, such as the Hells Angels. Yeah. Oh. And I'm like, this is why we use it, because we're really no different. Yeah. We just drive shoeing trucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So I understand now that it has to be in effect to keep a meeting in order. I see. I see. So. No, I think that, that is funny. I never really thought about it, too. And my wife does a bunch of, like, at-home work. So she's just in meetings all day. Yeah. And like you hear that all the time, you're like, no, 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 that's going off topic. We need to get back on. Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah. That's a good yeah. idea. Because like, it so is. It, it needs it's easy to, be to go done. down a rabbit hole really easy. On the EC meetings, we really don't run by it, but it's just a small amount of people. Yeah. And we've ran them so much on the big board meetings that nobody gets out of hand. Yeah. You know, like you, you have a guest can be, a member can just call in and get on the board meeting. Really? Yeah. So I could call in on... Yes. If you're a member, yes. Yeah. Each member has X minutes to speak. Okay. Okay? There's a timekeeper. Yep. And they will be shut down if they go past their time frame. It's like a city council meeting. Yeah. All board meetings, um, all board members are allowed to speak first. Then the guest can speak. But they're on the same time frame. Mm-hmm. Oh. But they don't. Every now and then you'll have one of them that's a guest chime in on something and you have to stop it right there. Like, hey, dude, sorry, you're a guest. Where? I'll get to you when all the board members are finished speaking. Really? So. It's so hard, too, because it's just a bunch of horseshoers that aren't used to being yeah. bossed around. Well, yeah. they're used to it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Our board is. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it has to run like that or it just goes like covey of quail it just goes everywhere yeah so do you think about like say you're in a group of mo- people or whatever and like you see the membership and say like for me like i haven't renewed my membership 
the last two years or whatever, do you like look at me and be like, that fucker, he hasn't repaid his membership dues in two years. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what the hell, dude? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> no, you, you want to present the association in a manner that people want to be involved with. Yeah. And being involved does not have to hold an office. Yeah. It doesn't have to do anything. Being involved means you are a member of that association. Yeah, a part of something. Yeah. yeah. And then go from there because there's all kind of programs. Yeah. You know, there's there's certification. There's the Jim Lindsay Fund. There's the the um, the foundation. There is research. There's the journal. Oh, the cultural exchange. Cultural exchange, journal club. I mean, it's just on and on and on. It's a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Um, but just being involved. And my biggest goal is to want people to come join the AFA. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. but once they get in there, be treated like they should be. You pay your money, quit being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. I like that. All of a sudden got some skin in the game. Yeah. Like, no, I think it's good, man. I think it's like, I, that's why I, like, I think it's great to do these deals. Because now people actually get to like hear from you. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stuff I didn't even know about. I think it's yeah, a lot of people that are. Right. I think a lot of people don't think it, you're like. There's a lot of people probably think like, oh, it's just a, a club, you know, that not very invitational. But it's hard to argue listening to you like that. Obviously, like we want people to join. It is so around. far from being a good old boys club. It ain't even funny. No, it's so accepted. No, you know. I think it might have been at one time. More so. Probably. But I think, yeah, I think it, it is pretty dang exciting. I wasn't involved at any level if it was, when it was. Yeah. Um, one of my jobs is to make sure that it's not put up as that now. Yeah. You know, and I just don't believe it is. No, I don't think it is either. I don't think it is either. I think, like, I've been to multiple certifications since it's gotten changed, and it is, the book is out more than, I, than before. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they I mean, are. It's just like little things like our app. The American Fairies app. Mm-hmm. It's oh, a there free is? app. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Now, you have to be a member, paid member, to get the certification. But, like, the guidebook is on the app. Yeah. Oh, when really? You go to convention, there's a whole schedule, a whole... So, if you're a member, you are you get a, all access to the app? Yeah. Oh, nice. I've got a friend, he's been asking me about the certification stuff, and I was like, well, it's been 10 years since I've taken the test, and I thought it was still the ABC, but... Now I just let them know, like, hey, if you're a member, you get on the app and yeah. find it all out. See, you got the About Us, you got membership, certification, I dig resources, programs, pre-certification, cool. convention, events, find the farrier, social media, contact us, foundation. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Like, you push on that, and it's going to tell you the dates of the convention, where it's at, all that, kind of stuff. that is cool. We'll have to put that in the show notes of yeah. how to get onto it into mm-hmm. the AFA website. Be we deal. might need a Fortune Brains app. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell would be in there. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why not? One day. Yeah. <laughs> this thing is like handy. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know if that you want to look handy. at lectures at the convention when it comes out. Oh, they'll be recorded on there? Uh, no, but like your your lecture rooms and whatnot and times oh, and yeah. schedule who's speaking. Yeah, the yeah. schedule. Yep. You Damn. just click on there and it shows you what room they're in, when they're speaking, who's speaking. Yeah, it would be cool to have on there though one day like 
someone could watch rewatch like if they went to convention or if they're a member they could rewatch the demos Lecture, that were done yeah. through there or like little how to videos like uh yeah bar shoe well Fancy hank enough. now we're gonna ask the hard question oh boy the mount rushmore this is one that so hangs everybody up four people could be more if you want to four people that you kind of like hold in a high regard that have gotten you to where you are today hmm they're gonna need a bigger mountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm being. That's always everybody says. It's so I'm hard to pick four. <laughs> it's hard to pick like, four, but you, you can't. <laughs> Gavin still hasn't picked four. <laughs> Hell, there's six or seven here. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm sure Dizzy. He's yeah. probably one of your guys on yeah. there. Yeah. But I mean, look at all these people. Yeah. Oh, it's it's huge. Yeah. There. Everybody's helped me. Yeah. I thought you was talking about when I went to Mount Rushmore. I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> did I forget something? You're like, well, <laughs> Poor still, people, st- <laughs> still under court case, so we can't <laughs> talk about it yet. <laughs> but no, it's, uh, there. you know, Scott Colson would be one. Um, just the, the list is, honestly, you can't even compute. Right. Jim Poor. Yeah. Uh, it, it just goes on and on. Hell, I've learned stuff from Craig. I've yeah. learned stuff from you. You. Yeah. It, I mean, there's no... One of the more important people, I guess, his name would be Joey Mott. He is the one after I got done with the apprentice deal uh-huh. that I told you told me about the Southern Farriers. Yeah. He probably would be the key person that sent me on the way to an association and it's funny like was was joey way in a certification or did you just think that it was yeah. gonna be a good deal for you no he, oh, okay. he was in it cool he was involved yeah the the guy that sent me a certification and got me started he wasn't even in it he oh. he's like i think this would be good for you go yeah <laughs> you won't see me there but yeah you exactly go. Like, but i think you should go like no, I think that's a good one. I think, you know, it's super hard to pin down four people, man. It's super hard. No, it's, I mean, you sit here and think of hundreds. Yeah, no, you could. Honestly. Well, we'll yeah, let it slide for you, Hank. You know, Scott, <laughs> there again, he took me to the Southern Fairs Clinic at Scott Colson's place. Yeah. And then Scott took me to other places. The door was open. And it just, it's nonstop, if you choose to let it be. Yeah, yep. Oh, I think that's great. Yeah. It's good. I, yeah, we thank you, Hank, for taking the time with us. And for kind of, cl- I think for a lot of people, it'll probably clear some air. I think. You know, I those, hope so. I think it's, it's like that's kind of our goal with these anyways, to get people to hear, you know, hear people on a personable level. And hopefully people realize <clears throat> Hank is, we are AFA. Everybody is a member, but you are a the face, whether you want it or not right now, yeah. you're our president. <laughs> and so I think it would be good for people to hear of like, it's easy to support an association when the face is a personable person. Yeah. If the person running the association is kind of an asshole and not welcoming, well then it kind of shuts down the association. But when the person is personable and trying and has skin in the game like yourself, it's easy to support it. Well, I, like I appreciate it. that. It's like people ask me, what do you want out of a pre-cert? I want the candidates to be glad they came to it. I want them to come back. 
Yeah. That's big, man. This, this is your deal right here. Even got the cool little turn the page thing in the oh, guidebook. Wow. guidebook right there. That's pretty got slick. One that may be in Spanish. I don't know. <laughs> For real, we got a. Hey, just swipe all the pages on the book. Yeah. Your whole guidebook right there. So no reason to show up and not know the rules, you guys. Oh, it's pretty slick. It's one of your biggest mm -hmm. helps. So, and honestly, if you guys have any questions, obviously Hank is a very open person and just wants things to go well. So don't be afraid to reach out to him. And I guess you can call your, into the meetings too. Yep. Yeah, if you're a member. <laughs> if yeah. you're a member. I think it's the biggest thing. You guys get involved. Be involved yeah. with something and everybody's just looking to get better. So no reason to kind of put anybody down or put any associations down. Get involved with one and start heading to the mountaintops. That's so, right. Thanks, Hank. We Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you all.